Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. We lost power last week and we initially did not know when it would be restored. Now, this happened at like 11.30 p.m., you know. It was kind of fluky that I happened to wake up and see things kind of flash and then go black. And then, of course, I have to run around and figure out, is the lights out? What happened? So, yeah, we lost power. And, of course, you know, you're going to whip your app. We have a DTE app out and try to figure out, you know, was this just my house? You look outside. You know, you're doing all those kinds of things. And then eventually, you know, you might as well go to bed. It's dark anyway, you know. So I did go back to bed the next morning. You know, you're back to your app again to see how big of an area is this? And that beloved question, when, oh, when is the power going to be restored? Because you wake up in the morning and there's just a boatload of things that you functionally cannot do. So, you know, the list goes like this. Coffee, that's a big thing. (laughs) Coffee. I looked at my planner to see what I had planned and went, well, okay, I can't do any online grading. I can't do any writing. I can't do, okay, the can't do list starts getting really, really, really big as I go along. So, you know, then I'm kind of getting a little panicky and I think, well, what am I going to do with myself today? Fortunately for me, I suppose, in the land of fortunately, you know, I had that broken wrist and I've made it to physical therapy wherein they did still have power. So I thought, well, I can do that. And there's always shopping because I think the power is still on down at the shopping district, which it was. So I quickly shifted to what I can do versus what I can't because the list of can't was getting kind of long. I wondered about dinner because even though I have a gas stove, I have a gas stove, I have a little pilot light igniter thing that is electric and somebody convinced me that I could so put a match by there and it would be okay. Although I decided, yeah, I think I'm waiting till my husband comes home and get him to do it (laughs) because I was just too chicken to do it. I found an energy drink to compensate for the lack of coffee. But yeah, what am I going to do with myself all day long? Having powers kind of become a really big deal if you don't have your phone charged up. And I think mine was down under 10% that day. You can be in trouble quickly. I did have some grading that I needed to get done And so I was busy figuring out how I was going to accomplish all that while my phone was still not charged enough. And I thought, well, I could go ride around the neighborhood a few hundred times 
while I'm doing that, charging my phone. But then I get the bright idea to invite myself over to where my husband works. And I found a corner wherein I could charge my phone and I could work on the computer. So, okay, where there's a will, there's a way. But it's amazing how quickly when you don't have the right kind of energy, when you don't have electricity, when you don't have passion, and we don't feel like you have enough to get things done, that it's quick for you to wander into the land of lament and poor me, what was me? And then you're annoyed because now you have to refigure everything out. Okay, maybe you're crabby about it. I was kind of crabby a little bit about this. I mean, I could take a shower. I was fortunate that my water isn't tied to a well and a pump and, you know, I could still take a shower. But for heaven's sakes, the bathroom is pitch dark. And, you know, candles only do so much for, you know, when you're trying to you know, dry your hair with the hairdryer. Well, okay, no, you're not drying your hair with the hairdryer. It is. And then the not knowing, not knowing when they were going to restore the power is annoying. It's annoying. And, and you understand, okay, some poor soul is sitting there in all these blackout areas because it was like the map when it finally appeared, it was just peppered everywhere. Some poor soul is sitting there trying to figure out where to send what crew and what is needed and what the issue is. It turned out it was wind related, you know, which wasn't a big surprise, but that's what the issue was that day. Hey, I would love to hear what makes you crabby or what might make you crabby on just the right day, you know, or maybe, maybe you know what makes your friend in ministry crabby. You could send that along too. send it to Margie at MargieBryce.com. That's Margie at MargieBryce.com. And that may indeed be fodder for our next session together. Then my mind went to the meat, the meat in the refrigerator, the freezer part of the refrigerator, and the little freezer in the garage, the meat, the meat, the meat. What are we going to do about the meat? How long can the meat be in there without thawing? And I think it was something like 48 hours if you had packed your freezer full, if it was half packed, full, you could get 24 hours and still be okay. And and I'm plotting and planning. And I'm annoyed while I'm plotting and planning. I have to be honest. Okay, now we're going to have to go through all our freezer stuff, get the meat out. I'm saying to my husband, are there, is there a refrigerator here at work somewhere? And apparently there were two. And yes, we could go ahead and pack our boxes with meat and bring them over there if we had. So I'm like, okay, here's a project for the evening, you know, before the sun sets and I have to start lighting all these crazy candles. But yeah, it's amazing what you believe you can't accomplish when there's no power. And I think that goes for ministry as well. When we look at what we don't have, and focus on that. We focus on our lack. Well, we can't do this because we don't have that. Now I've got to figure out what to do because we don't have this, 
or I've got to figure out how to navigate that. And I think there's a lot of that right now going on. I spoke with one pastor, I coached a pastor recently, and they were telling me that they wanted to execute a children's time once a week in the evening, and their most ardent, reliable servants, because in the church world, we do not have volunteers. We always have servants. Their most ardent servants were now used to not doing quite so much and were kind of not wanting to do something that labor intensive for that length of time. And we got to the place where we discussed how we could chop up the project into smaller bite-sized pieces and maybe get a few more servants in there to do smaller bits so that it still would come together. But maybe you're dealing with that kind of thing right now as well, where you just feel like, man, I don't have as much power and oomph as I used to have. And at the end of the day, you know, we're only responsible for what we do have. God doesn't expect us to create out of nothing. That's God's job to create out of nothing. We functionally have to, as pastors, as ministry leaders, look around and see what we do have that we can be good stewards with, that we can be faithful stewards with. So I was plotting and planning what I was going to do with the meat, you know, because you got to do something with the meat. That's the most expensive thing in the freezer the thing that you must at all costs protect. And I had come up with a plan to relocate the meat until, until some friends called and said, hey, we have a generator that we're not using and we have power right now. How about we come down and we connect our generator, our power to your freezer and refrigerator, and then you don't have to move your meat anywhere. And, you know, as she described to me, you know, because you always do that, oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. Gee, you're going to drive all that with that heavy generator. You're coming all the way down here. You know, it was about a 40-minute drive from their house to ours. And, you know, she said to me, yeah, I was talking to my husband about it and said, hey, we should go do this. And she said, and my husband said, you know what? That is a great idea. And, you know, I looked at that and I listened to like the absolute joy in her voice as she was telling me, we're coming down, we're going to hook the generator up. And I thought, I need to just let her do this. You know, sometimes that's hard for us to allow someone else to serve us, but it worked in that particular moment. And I could feel the energy. I could feel the power and the passion and the electricity in her voice as she said, yeah, Marty said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do it. You know, they were pumped about this. And I guess that's that's what we hope for (laughs) to see in our people and and their friends. They're not people that I am over and, and have responsibility toward in ministry. But it sure was neat to hear that kind of excitement and passion happen in their lives over such a messed up little thing. And I guess it's only fair then that I also mentioned that they did indeed come down. They did indeed hook up the freezer and the refrigerator. And then less than five minutes later, the power came on (laughs) and 
that was even though my little app said I had another 24 hours to wait until power arrived. So again, look for the resources, the tools that you have. Look for servants who want to serve and who are passionate and have energy towards serving. Um, You're only responsible for what you have, not for what you don't have. And God certainly, that would be kind of mean for God to say you're responsible for something you don't have. Okay? So just be faithful and obedient with the day. Be faithful and obedient what you with what you do have. Because if you're going to sit around and fuss and fume over what you don't have, you will indeed become a crabby pastor. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for considering what it looks like to be the crabby pastor. And my hope and prayer would be that you would be doing everything that you need to do to not be the crabby pastor.